Hi, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. And thank you for coming online for us to do our podcast and conversations with Nikki. Allow me to introduce you first. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into our podcast. And with me today, I have Ngosminati Netivungululu. She is a prophetess. She's a teacher. She's a wife and she's a mother amongst many other things and an aspiring presenter, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) But she has many talents, (laughs) many talents. Thank you so much. And she's also my (laughs) mother-in-law. So so much for coming on um, our podcast. And before... um, before we even start, you, you can also allow, you can also introduce yourself. I guess you know how would you introduce yourself to the audience? <laughs> All right, thank you so much for the opportunity, Nikki. My name is Ngosmanati Nechibungululu, a Swati girl married to a vendor man. What a combination that shows what on its own that God is good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a mother of eight. Um, of which the first one is the one that is married to Nikki. And yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's just a roller coaster, you know, raising up adults and teenagers. But yeah, we blessed a lot that he has given us this chance to raise our kids. In fact, our church starts at home. <laughs> wow, wow, that it does. That it does indeed. So mm. the topic of discussion is COVID-19, which has hit the world by a storm and has mm. put us in lockdown. In South Africa today, we're on day one of level four <laughs> of I'm opening up restrictions are still restricted, <laughs> but churches still cannot attend. And I guess my question to you, oh, sorry, before I even go further, Ngosminati and Alta Nechirungululu pastor a church in Midrand called the Heart of God Ministries, a very yes. powerful ministry. They do have a Bible school as well. You mm. can find them on Facebook under Heart of God Internet Heart of God Ministries, Ministries International, International on yes. Facebook. And I'm sure you guys have a website as well. Hey. Yeah, it's www.hogme.org.za. And then for the so Bible College, are, it will be Hogme yes. Bible College. Me Bible College. So, yeah. if you guys are in the Midrand area and you're looking for a church to attend, should you be in Midrand, please do look them up. Alternatively, if you are doing church online, they do have their services on Facebook every Sunday at 11 30. So, be sure to tune in and feed your spirit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, <yeah. laughs> so, back to our topic. So, I wanted to ask, how is it, how has COVID 19 affected you guys as a church in a whole with the lockdown? Okay, let me take you back. Um, last year, the Lord told me that we needed to start doing church in a, a, a home church. But because, you mm. know, we are used to this traditional way, the, the way people are doing church, it was not a, a, a thing that was very welcome by my husband. He was like, no, but uh, God needs to speak to me first and all those things. So we pushed and we pushed by February. He said, no, it's fine. We can start doing church. So we had to move away from the venue where we were. We started doing home church. So by the time the lockdown sure. came, we were doing home church already, you know. And wow. I was, we, were, we were so amazed at what God did in our lives because he was preparing us. In fact, it was going to be more um, meaningful if we started by the time he was saying, because I, I think we could have done a lot. So we only met, I think, twice or three mm. times. And then there was a lockdown. 
But coming back to your question, lockdown has really affected people, even as even uh, uh, the church. What am I saying? For example, Nikki, imagine if people are fighting husband and uh, wife and they want counseling. It's not a good mm. thing for people to talk their confidential issues over a phone. They are not, firstly, they are not sure whether I'm alone in the room or yes. there's someone who's hearing their things. And, you know, it, it becomes impersonal and people tend not to open up, you know. But mm, mm. What, what, I, what I love about the positive side is that now God has given us a platform where we can preach to as many people and in different countries as much as possible. Even though the first challenge was that uh, going into the media was something that was not familiar between me and my husband. Okay, me and I've done the TV presenting, like you said before. So for my husband, it was an mm. issue to say, now I must look at this thing and preach to this thing. But I want to preach to people. And I said, no, you're preaching to people in that camera. So, and what mm. we had, what, uh, the other thing that we had found out is that when you are preaching online, it's like you have been given a time slot. You can't go over and over and you are thinking it's people's data <laughs> and all those things. So you need to be straight to the point as much as possible, which is another discipline that um, we are trying to bring. But most of all is that we really miss our members, especially as far as physical touching is concerned. But we, mm. are, we are checking them up and we are trying to find out how they're doing, you know, and we've opened up... Um, I've done more deliverance when I, I'm here at home than when I was at church because people will call and say, Ma, this is happening, and then you will do this. At the same time, teaching them to be able to fight those demons themselves. Sure, sure. I'm taken aback by how you had heard from God last year. And I think what we, what most Christians tend to do is we'll hear something from God, but we'll delay on it because mm. I see God had already mm. started preparing the way for your ministry yes, yes. to be effective and led from the home because obviously we didn't know COVID-19 was coming. You no know? one knew that no one knew. pastors would be now, <laughs> pastors, a new norm, pastors would be preaching from their living rooms. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that God had spoken to you guys last year, for me, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a powerful way of saying what you are doing in the right track. In the right and track, yeah. The fact that um, the international, that's and added to the, in part of your ministry for me is you guys are already touching across yeah. borders without having yeah. <laughs> without even having to go to with a visa you yeah. are getting across borders mm. and everything so that's a very powerful thing but i think what I, I i ponder on is how you touched on when you're counseling people there's obviously now that aspect of trust because mm. now it's like i'm not sure if the prophetess you know? is alone mm -hmm. and is she and so how would you say you're gonna have you been bridging that gap of trying to build trust virtually with the couples or anyone who's needed counseling in this time how have you bridged that gap to say we are here for you obviously not physically mm -hmm. and you won't see mm -hmm. me but i can virtually touch you like how have you guys bridged the gap in that sense okay for now what i would do for them to to be able to trust i will make sure that because we are using the zoom then i will zoom the whole room where i am for them to see that i'm mm. alone and then even themselves they will find a place or i will go to the car 
and then they will see that I'm in the car alone. Then we can start talking gay, because we found out that walls mm. have ears as well. So we need to be careful. <laughs> wow, that that's powerful that you even do it from, and I like that you you show them and you're mm. building that trust yeah. and everything. And then another question that I have for you in general with the COVID nineteen having affected the church is how do you gauge that the people in your congregation mm. their faith is getting their faith is growing mm. with the fact that they're not seeing you you're not seeing them how then do you check that hey how far how are you where's your faith level mm. at and everything okay you know what, what what i've picked up and especially uh gauging from my experience me as an individual I've been on a roller coaster as much as I'm a prophetess and everything else. I'm still human, so I've been in a roller coaster where my emotions have been affected by this COVID. And then every time mm. when I go through that, I always remember the flock that God has given unto us, and I will pray for them to say, "May God strengthen them." But we will continue to touch bases and phone and find out what's happening and. Um, are they fine? Is everything okay? Because before we even went to lockdown, we had started a culture where we told ourselves that we are a family and family discuss matters and they discuss their fears and all those things. So we we had started that the, the, that that process. They are opening up and especially in our branch in Motla, they open up a lot. They, there are people who will open up and tell you mm. whatever that is in their heart. Yes, somewhere, somehow, others, they might want to be strong and they don't want you to know where they are. But what, what I love is that even in the midst of the COVID, the fact that the bottle stores are closed, ne? it it it, it mm. minimizes some of the things. Even if, let's say, if the bottle stores were open, I would have been more concerned because I know that other people cope when there's nicotine and alcohol in their body. Yes, but now that yes, um, yes. The, the, that essence is not open, I know that they're trying to cope, but at least it's alone. Then when you speak forth the word of God and you encourage them, it is only the word of God that uh, they are holding on to now other than other sources. Unless mm. um, if maybe they might find some other places where they can sell, they can buy alcohol, maybe in the in the location. So I'm not sure how it is because mainly in the suburbs, everything is closed. Yes, yeah. yes. But I think with the COVID, the distractions have been taken yes, away, yes. not even just with alcohol mm. or smoking, but I think every form of distraction yeah. from traffic, from Ooh, you worrying about work and everything. Because mm. I was doing research to find that um, apparently there's state, uh, stats that say in this time of lockdown, the world lockdown and everything, a lot of people have been researching who Jesus is, oh, yes. searching Christ, yes. searching God. So for me, I'm like, this is, it's a bigger movement than what a lot of people are not realizing. Yeah, no. And I, I like that it's given you guys the opportunity as churches to go across borders. Yes, virtually. Yes. Like for me, that is speaking volumes and everything. So Ma, my next question to mm. you is, as a woman in ministry, because a lot of people um, tend to come and say the Old Testament women are not meant to speak on the pulpit, mm. and now there's this woman who's in the, who's speaking. Like I know Joyce Meyer and a lot of women. Yes. Before there's been lots of women are not. Some people say, well, now we are evolving, but there's this notate, um, 
thing that women do not stand on the pulpit to preach. And I'm sure with you, when you started your ministry, they should, they would have probably been a backlash because I'm sure in the, especially amongst us African mm. people, we have a view of where women belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. No, a woman cannot tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So would you then just walk us through your journey of becoming a prophetess? Mm-hmm. Did, did you know you would marry a pastor? Did you know you'd become a prophetess? And just tell us the okay. journey, the faith journey, how, how your faith was challenged. Because I'm sure it was also a challenging aspect. Because I think if God was to tell me you're, God, you're called to come to be a mm. pastor, I'm like, no, God, you're talking to the yeah. wrong girl. <laughs> Go talk to another girl. So if you could just walk us through the journey of your journey of how you became a prophetess, the challenges you had um, running, a, be, running a church alongside mm. your husband. Okay. And how and when did God call you to become this? Okay. You know, when I was growing up, I would have strange dreams and the things that I will see. But at the time, I did not know anything about the prophetic. Then I will just say things, you know, mm. telling my parents. But then at age 19, what I remember specifically is that the Lord told me that I'm going to marry a pastor. But this pastor is a, will be a divorcee. And to me, it was like, oh, get behind, mm. devil. This is not happening because at that time... <laughs> at that time um, divorce and pasta where they you cannot put them together then i was like no i think this yes. is my mind or anything else then i continued with my life and as i grew up i knew that god has called me because everywhere i would go people will prophesy and then after prophesying it's like my my life would go to hell it's like i went the opposite of what i was prophesied to do but eventually, because mm. God is God and he has called me, then I went, I came back into the faith and then I stood and I stand for God. And in 20, 2009, when I met my husband, uh, we, we got married in 2010. And then after we got married, the Lord reminded me of what he told me when I was 19 to say, aren't you married to a pastor? Is he not divorced? And I was like, wow, God, you are so awesome. But at that time, when my husband divorced, he was not a pastor. So he became a pastor after. So now everything started to make sense. But then when I got Mm. married to him, my husband, like I said, is vendor speaking. There were a lot of vendor men in our church. So it, it was it was a very challenging position to be because even when I got in, a lot of board members left the church because they felt like, no, we can't. Because this woman, God has called to speak for them. My husband is very liberated. He allowed me to speak and to preach the word of God because a lot of people are taking that scripture out of context of women not speaking and all those things. So then... We continued, we tried to bring them along, you know, you, they will tell you change management. When someone comes, we, we, we try to workshop them, but it did not happen. It, it was not easy. At some point in time, I did not know what to do in the church because others will tell you, sit down. Sure. And when you're sitting down, others, they will tell you, you've been sitting down. Why are you not doing this? Uh, as, as a prophet, God gave me a mandate. I'm very prophetic and uh, in worship and in praise. Mm. So I would sing, they would think, "Eh, no, she must not sing. They must take the mic from her. She must sit down. She must just get in and hold her back and sit down. So it was a problem between those two because at the end of the day, I'm a child of God 
and I've been called to serve God mm. in the gifting that God has given me. So it was a problem, but unfortunately, some had to leave because they did not understand what was God doing in our lives. But you know, it's unfortunate because even where they've gone to, pastors' wives are given platforms to to speak and to preach. So I'm I'm not sure whether is it the prophetic yeah. that pushed them away or is it what I don't know. But yeah, it's it's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. Yeah. Sure. And then how would you tell so say there's a person like cuz I know you said you had dreams and mm. everything. So in our African culture, there are people who also have mm. dreams and then they believe they're called what do they call it Bati, they're called and then they go practice um isangoma yeah. or something yeah. like that where they have all these dreams and then they they interpret it as it's been they're mm. called so would you say that they would have actually been called by god but obviously the devil wants to use those people in his yeah. realm like would you say there's that aspect or where would you draw the line to say because there's that reality amongst our culture mm. where if about black people believe when you have dreams and you're not sleeping well I, you are cold mm-hmm. you are cold and you have to go to initiation school would you then say uguti they are still cold but then the devil has used them in another way yes i would say so remember if i'm yes. to put it like remember that. initially when the world was created the plan of god was that mankind should mm. worship god and god alone but because of what the, the devil yes. did and he was thrown into the earth so whatever calling that we have whatever gifting comes from the lord and it needs to serve him and glorify him but because certain decided to be equal to god so now we getting these other streams that are going in different uh, ways because if god is giving you the prophetic mm. it's coming from the lord the devil did not create anyone but he deceives people to going away and a lot of people are in different churches they've got that calling of god they're very prophetic but their source it's from the enemy and you will find that uh, a lot of prophets which are not prophesying from the spirit of god they are more accurate because the enemy has that element of making them that that is why it will be a, it will be challenging or difficult for them to move away from that they will tell you but we think clearly and this is what is happening but the source is the problem mm. you know because we are prophets there are sites sure. there are people who are sangomas and what spirit are you prophesying from that's what is important and unfortunately a lot of the people of god have been moved astray so that is why that's where we come in to come and say we, we show them through the word whatever that they're doing said okay whenever you are saying you're doing ancestral worship uh, take me through what made you to believe this and then you go through it and then you you try to bring them mm. back to where god wanted them to be if you could make a research a lot of people that are doing sangoma it's because they um they've got a void in their spirit and that void can only be filled by god himself so that is why you will see a lot of people they will mm, tell you we've tried mm. these others tried nyaupe drugs and everything they went and did sangoma sure. but when they took jesus and lord and savior they found out that void was filled why because man was created to worship god mm, mm, mm. sure 
and that that is so powerful my thanks for sharing that because i think a lot of us especially in our african culture we have that thing of th- that differentiation and i like how you pointed out there's a mm. void that will never be filled and can only yes. be filled mm-hmm. by god and god himself so what then i wanted to then also ask in terms of the ministry that your um you and your husband run your husband is he would fall under the fivefold ministry he would be a teacher he's an apostle uh, but very yeah, very pastoral So could you give us a, a definition of what an apostle is and then my next question with that would then be how does your role and his role how do you guys find tune it to work to work in one like to work together to bring up your ministry Yeah you know when when we started remember when he was at, uh, ordained he was ordained as a pastor then I came along and then because you know the the mm. calling of God he opens it up little by little he doesn't just open up everything at once it was a challenge for us to move and to 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 gel together and be one because at the moment there were times when he will tell me I, I married you, but I did not say I want a prophet. So he needed to understand what a prophet would do. And at that time, even myself, I did not know what I needed to do, you know. So I I, I, mm-hmm. I thought prophesying is only giving people the future and everything else. Only to find that prophesying is not that. It's, it's, it's when God leads you according to his way and telling you what you need to do and to preach. So we, we, we ended up sure. going for counseling. so that we can be taught what to do especially when he was elevated to the to the ministry of the apostles so we went to a spiritual father who set us down to tell us that an apostle will will receive a a template like god will tell you this is what i want you to do and a uh, a prophet needs to come and then break it down and make sure that he speaks forth into what let's, let's say for example Uh, for Moses Moses was an apostle he went up the mountain God gave him uh, what needs to be done so but we needed someone who will come and implement what God has given to Moses so when the apostle has gotten mm. a mandate from the Lord on what needs to be done then the prophet start prophesying what the Lord has been given to the apostle and then the teacher start teaching people on what God has given to the apostle and while they are being taught others will go astray that's where the pastors come in and make sure that um they 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 tend the flock and say no this is how you go it's like going through the valley and the evangelists are those that will go and proclaim the very same word that God has spoken to the apostle so apostles are people who will break ground god will 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 allow them to start new things and especially those that have never been seen before that's why a lot of people will fight this thing to say is this god because god has called them to break ground yeah. start new things you know so that uh, everything will go well and uh, you know what i love about us is that as the bible says the church should be built on the apostolic and prophetic anointing so both of us apostolic and prophetic meaning we are building the church exactly the way it should be and if we were not apostolic and prophetic i remember even before we had a, a spiritual father who was apostolic who was covering us because we understood duty in the spiritual realm the enemy knows the protocol and if we are not apostolic and prophetic then mm. he will take advantage in fighting us but we've come a long way but now yeah we're gelling together we know 
whose job is what and then we are working together sometimes i will come i i used to come and tell my husband to say this is what the lord is doing and i will see him not implementing it and i will come and push and say no but you must do this god said and then my husband will be harsh and say to me you are the messenger you've delivered the word it's fine if i have not implemented it god will fight me not you so that's how even the lord um, mm. uh, taught me he was training to say no your job is to deliver the word and then he will implement it and my husband used to say i can't implement something that i have i have not taken full a control of i need to know what is it god needs to break it down first and i need to own it up before i could implement it but now i know how he operates he know i operate in fact we are a a glove and a hand wow 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 but it obviously like you said it took yeah. time and then eventually now you guys yeah. have got it right yeah. even sure. even now and then i think my, there are some of the mm, things that we still not um yes. jailing on for 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 a reason i will speak not knowing that i'm prophesying until we see that when it happens and someone will say yeah i must talk about it and then you're like oh okay that was a prophecy sometimes i will prophesy even not knowing that i'm prophesying for example even himself when we were in march we used to go to our other branch in motla a lot and then when we on our last week he mm. told the congregation and said see you in september you know and they were con- they were saying how soon is why you sure. saying september and to coming and little did we know now when we are hearing in the news that um the church might uh, go back in september we like god were you saying something and the other thing he's very meticulous when it comes to doing annual programs this year we tried to force him to mm. do an annual program it never happened nikki even now we don't have an annual program so <laughs> those signs were showing that no we are not going to gather but we could not pick it up that this is what the lord is saying to us sure 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 ma that's strong and then would you say what challenges have you faced as a church with covid-19 i i can say it has affected in let's say our contributions towards the church but it's not it's not based on maybe paying the rent we would have loved to have more contributions so that we can help more to those that are uh, do not have in this time mm. because we know that a lot of people are not having uh, food parcels or all, all those things so you know we are glad that at least on the rent side yeah. the lord uh, saved us so now we we could have wanted more so that we can go and help not even only our church but other people because we are all brethren you know Mm-hmm. And I think it's very key that a lot of people understand that the giving of the church also goes to helping yes. others out there yeah. especially now with the food parcels like you're saying and I think an emphasis should be put that out there to people that there's different mm-hmm. ways to give this EFT yes. this cash yes. send yes. I'm sure people can send money to yeah. you and everything and I I think with level 4 people are now yes. able to go to banks and do yeah. what they need to do so I'm hoping that will ease and up and then at least the ministry can continue to infiltrate and touch the, and people, touch the yeah. people without yeah. food yeah and everything and then how then are you helping those that cannot log on from your church to still get the word and still be fed and still have that ministry getting ministered to them those that do not have the wifi okay in our church luckily in mm. each and every house there's one person who would be connecting to the social media 
which is a blessing because then one person will log in they will all uh, uh, listen to us and we we not only doing the videos we are doing the audios but we have realized that sometimes even when we do the audios uh, they are becoming big but we have we have now moved to telegram we have told our our congregants to do, to go to telegram because in telegram you can send as much uh, information as you want but like you are saying for 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 the data mm. issue we always have that one person in a family who will be connected to the social uh, network so we covering everyone because we are an up and growing church we know all of our members so we check and we tell them guys we are getting in and then this is the time you're going to log in and then we make sure that there is for example there's one um member who did not have data and we had to send data to them so that they are tuning in you know because i mean these this this it's losing 60 rent over a, a a preaching it's 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 much more for that person to gain and to be encouraged and to have hope than to lose the 60 mm. rent yeah yes no that's true and then what i also then wanted to find out now like with the covid-19 and the and um, people's faith would you then mm. say not even mm. people's faith sorry with how you're now running your services so obviously the services have now had to change so instead of it have been a 2 mm. hour service because of how you had said you're very sensitive mm. to people's data and everything how has that affected you guys i know you do worship songs but like how do you guys now implement that in your time frame that okay. you have okay you know before we go online especially when you are here at home and we have told people they need to praise and worship and continue with the other aspects of the service that people are not seeing at home for example every every time when we go we start with intercession and then afterwards we'll pray for the country and then mm. after praying for the country we'll do praise and then we will do worship then we go into the word so when we do that one song of worship we would we we would have done all that proceedings until that time so when we come online we just uh, finishing off the last song of the worship and then go through into the wait you know so meaning we are not only singing one we still wow. doing church is just that we doing it behind the 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 camera and then on the camera we are bringing what really people need at that time because at the, at this time i think the people need the word more than anything else Yes, 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 and that is so true. And Ma, I wanted to just say because our time okay. is about to end. So, with say you meet someone mm-hmm. in the elevator, you've got about they say one thirty seconds in an elevator to impact a person. What how it? What would you impact, and how would you impact a person? And in this time of you going through COVID nineteen, what final words would you encourage people out there to keep the faith going and how they can not get downcast by things that are happening yeah. around them okay in an no. elevator and you're on floor zero All going right. to floor 10 and this is your one chance to talk All right. to this person uh, firstly i will tell them that they are unique and god created them for a purpose and there's a there's a problem that god has called them to solve and they need to 
make sure that they find out what is it that God has called them to solve because that on its own it's not only going to make them fulfilled but it's going to make sure that it brings the prosperity that God intended them to have and I will tell them that in this lockdown this wow. is the very same time that God has called them to be in the corner with them so that they can understand exactly what God has called them to do and to break it down accordingly because one thing I've seen is that in the COVID-19 God has been speaking so much and I know that God will tell them to even say mm. where are you going to get the funds and everything else what they need to do is to impact and solve that problem because we are problem solvers wow i love that i love that mm-hmm. we are problem solvers i love it i love it i love it i love it thank you so much for coming on to our platform mom and just a quick one where can people find you for sunday services i did say it but if you don't mind letting okay. us know again so people who are over who hear this can understand that they can actually go to church on a yes. sunday at 11:30 and just tell okay. us where we can find we are on you. facebook and we are called heart of god ministries international so they can look for that name and then they can go live at half past 11 but in case maybe they are battling to find it they can call 0724109912 i repeat 0724109912 Thank you so much and those who are calling from outside of South Africa it would be plus 27 or 0027 just before the number that you gave. Thank you so much Mike it was such a blessing and an honor to have you on our <laughs> podcast and I know Heart of God Ministries is going to go far you guys are doing an amazing job Amen. in this lockdown I mean God I've really spoke to you guys last yes, year so yes, you know you're yes. on the right track. <laughs> So thank you so much and may God continue to bless you and thank you for coming to okay, thank you so much and may the Lord enlarge conversation with Nikki to reach the whole world as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Ma. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for signing out.